Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, maybe the only show that shows you how to close the wealth gap in your own life with the man who's done it for many, our wealth coach himself, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Welcome, welcome, Tyrone. Hey, Paul. Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> A little delayed reaction. I wasn't sure you were ready to take off here today or whether you had more thoughts you were trying to gather here. Yeah, actually, I'm in a uh, I'm in a kind of a melancholy mood today. I can tell. Yeah, uh, it's the you know we're living in the the best of times and the worst of times. Yeah, to quote the great Charles people, Dickens, right? Yes, and people are starting to feel their reality. They're starting to sense their limitations, and a lot of people out there are starting to feel hopeless. And yet, there are those who come in every day on our business channel and say, happy days are here at last. COVID, we see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's going to be behind us. The stock market's up. Everybody's hopeful. So you've got these two competing images out there. It's two Americas. It's two Americas. And again, um, and I, I, I gravitate to both Americas. So I see the happy times. I see... The devastating times. Well, because you've had a, you've and, had the unique position of having a foot in both worlds. You started off and you know we've talked about it. You started off in humble beginnings and worked your way up, and and now you've worked with very wealthy people. So you see them saying happy days are here at last, and then you look at your uh, people you've known before and say eh, it doesn't look so happy. Well, I, I tell you what, my uh, my mother still she still lives in South Central LA. Uh, my really? dad passed away a couple of years ago. I didn't know your and mother so still kids, was alive and that she lived yeah, there. We, kind of, we yeah. step in and, and do a lot of things. Uh, so there's a lot of renovating going on or renovations going on in my mother's house. And my brother, uh, who lives in uh, Washington, as a matter of fact, he works for um, Department of Homeland Security. Uh, wow. He started out as the Air Force and, and transitioned into working in government. But he's, he's taking on this project uh, for my mother. Mm-hmm. And so over the weekend, we were there, and we're sitting on the patio, and we're watching these home movies outside, a projector, hmm. and just, you know, just family and and beautiful setting. And I had the great idea, or I had an idea that, uh, hey, look, let's uh, let's go on an excursion. Let's um, go back, uh, take a blast to the past, and go back to where it all started, where, hmm. you know, my mother and father first came to, to Los Angeles, and we lived in a it was four kids living in the, uh, we had a two bedroom apartment with four, four kids living in one room. Wow. Um, you know, not ideal conditions, but my parents did the best they could with, with what they had. So it was me, my sister and two brothers. We get in the car and over the weekend, again, we're, we're going back to the old neighborhood and we're reminiscing based on how it, how it was when we were kids. Mm-hmm. But we looking in the environment, it was, even going on the driving on the freeway right and as we went further and further and further into that community it started to change mm. uh, the how the, the housings weren't maintained or the house the, the, the homes weren't maintained there was trash garbage all over the place uh the graffiti uh the people hanging out and, and living you know sleeping on the you know the streets yeah right and again, we're we're going driving through this stuff, and again, we're we're seeing the old school, the, the elementary schools I went to, and the old church, Baptist church that was still standing that we used to fellowship at. But we decided to go to one 
of the parks so a couple of the parks where we used to go swimming when we were kids and mm-hmm. again you could just see the environment the homelessness and the and the desperation and i didn't really think i didn't think that it that it affected me uh but it made me think about how far i've come uh based on the choices that i made yeah and i i, I had a guy that was going to come on the show today um just an expert in this field, um, loans, uh, real estate, housing. But I decided to, to to scratch that because I want to talk about something. It doesn't matter. We can do the best shows in the world and have all the experts and have quality information. But if people don't have the right mindset to receive this information, to even understand it, it doesn't do any good. It's, it's not going to do any good. Sad, but probably true, yeah. So we got to get to the, you know, what I want, what I really like to do is, is get my listeners to a point where they have a certain level of understanding. And I, and I, I tell you what, there's a book that I want my viewers to, to start reading. And I'm going to bring this, the title of this book every single time I have an episode. It's called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. And I'm, gonna repeat, I'm just going to repeat the title again. It's The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. You can get this book on Amazon. It's only a couple bucks. It's a couple bucks. But it'd be one of the best investments. Matter of fact, even if you don't want to buy it on Amazon, uh, there are like uh, free uh, uh, PDFs that you can literally download this book for free. Because it's an old book. It's been around since the 20s or something here. What, what, but here's the thing. I know, I know that people would, would think that, well, it's, it's just a book or, you know, you're, you're talking to people and it's like, well, it's just a philosophy. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the bottom line is we hear about all these success stories. And a lot of times it goes back to people uh, having the right connection. Like they'll say that you're one person away from uh, that, from your ultimate success scenario one hmm. person away wow you're the yeah. one connection away one person away one book away one seminar away from that ultimate success that you've been looking for as far as that's going to catapult you to the next level well back in the 1930s mm-hmm. when napoleon hill just uh introduced the world to think and grow rich i would think it was 1937 a lot of those terms that he used in that book were uh, revolutionary. They were, they were. It was like, like the term mastermind. Nobody had ever heard that term mastermind. Mm-hmm. And so, literally, if you listen to his a lot of his tapes, uh, it'll go back to where he coined that word, the mastermind. Well, that's not true. If you when you read thinking uh, the science of getting rich, uh, this book came out in 1910. It was published in 1910. Wow. And it's clearly, there's a section in this book where Wallace D. Wallace is talking about the mastermind. But you never hear his name credit. Everybody, we do business shows. I've heard Napoleon Hill a hundred times. Heck, I got a copy of Napoleon Hill's book. Never heard of Wallace D. Waddles. Nobody's ever mentioned that guy, his predecessor. What he's saying is that not only is it's a formula, he said not only is it a science of getting rich, but it's an exact formula. And if you follow this, what he's saying is that you don't get rich by doing things. 
you get rich by doing things in a certain way. Ah. Just as, can I give you an interesting example? We have another show that we did for years here called Critical Mass, and it was built on that idea that things only explode when you put them together in the right way. You can mix the compounds all day for TNT or, or uh, nitroglycerin, but it's only when you put it in the right amounts that it explodes and reaches critical mass, or an atom bomb only blows up when it gets to a critical mass. Well, it, it's, that's the perfect uh, example and analogy. But it, 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 to even simplify it even more, uh, Tony Robbins calls it, he used that word syntax. And what syntax means, it's an order and a sequence. And so just like having a combination lock, yeah, you, you can go. have the lock, you can have the combination, but if you don't understand the right uh, order and sequence, that lock is not going to open. That's right. That's right. You got to spin it three times, not two times. It's exact. <laughs> so once you understand the formula, you can duplicate it or you can replicate it. And if you can replicate it, and this is what Waddles D. Waddles says, he said, if this book works for somebody, like you get the information in this book and it works, um, you know, I've done my job. But it, but if everybody gets this book and it works for everybody that does, that understands the sequence, they understand the formula, uh, and it works for everybody, then you've just stumbled onto something that is life-changing. Okay. And so... Can I a lot you- of people I know this, that they're going to hesitate and they're going to resist getting this book. But I'm going to tell you, one of the foundations for becoming successful is to mimic someone that is already doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. See, a, a, a wise man will learn from, a, from somebody else's experience. A foolish man will learn from his own experiences. <laughs> Why? Because you're taking... You're taking so much. And again, there's nothing wrong with being first. There's nothing wrong with, with, with charting your own course. There's nothing wrong with that. You can be a pioneer, but and it, you can be the tip of the, the tip of the spear. Even if you're looking at a, 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 a what do you call it? A flock of geese flying North and they're making that, that triangle in the sky and you have that lead uh, goose in the front, that person, that goose that animal can only maintain that position for so long. The point person, the point, per, the point that 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 person that's in the front, they can only maintain that position for so long, and it, they then they have to fall back in the pack. Why? Because they're taking on the headwind. They're taking on the blunt mm. or the brunt of everything. Yeah, right. They're bearing so, the brunt. Right. So, but if somebody has already paved the way, all you have to do is there's a roadmap. And all you have to do is follow that roadmap to get to point A to point B. It's going to save you a lot of time, a lot of headache, and a lot of misery. So can I give you a thought that t- springs into my mind when you say that? My f- I have two thoughts. First one is <sighs> another book I got to read. And if I just follow it, my life will change. Hmm. Do I really believe that? And then I think, but wait a minute. There's another book somebody introduced me to a long time ago that I do believe and I do try and follow. It's a book you reference sometimes. It's called The Bible. Is this the Bible for financial success? Well, that's what I call it. For, for me personally, it is because Wallace D. Wallace, he referenced the Bible. Really? Every really good book that you find that's talking about wealth and financial security 
they always reference that book. And, and so you got to ask yourself, is that a coincidence? <laughs> I've come to the conclusion. No, it's not. You, Even in the, there's a, there's in the Bible, it talks about the, um, uh, the disciples came to Jesus one day and he wanted to know, he was, he was talking about the, uh, the, the, the parable of uh, uh, the sower, the seeds and the sower. Yeah. Right. And the disciples, his students wanted to know, why do you speak to people in parables? And he told them that it was the, the, the knowledge of the kingdom wasn't for them at that time. Mm. He said, but it was for you, his students. And so he broke down that scenario based on the seed going out. He said some of the seed fell on uh, by the wayside and the birds came and ate that. Mm -hmm. What that means is that sometimes you can get information and if you don't understand it, it can't be absorbed. And you're going to immediately, you're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to get information and which again, the seed is an idea. And most people, Paul, don't realize how important and how impactful their ideas are because your idea turns into your philosophy. I'll give you an your example. Philosophy, I'll give you an your example. Your philosophy is, generates based on what you believe. So let me, let, Paul, let me, I got to finish this. All right. So what happens is when you were born, let's go all the way back to when you were a child. You got to start asking yourself, what were the ideas that you were surrounded by when you were a kid, when you were being, when you were developing as a, as a, as a child, uh, as an adolescent, as a teenager, as a young adult, what ideas were given to you that you began, became your philosophy that you began to believe and that you began to act out on. And let me give you an example. If the idea was for you to work a nine to five job, which again, there's nothing wrong with working nine to five. But back in the day, uh, your name, and we're talking about around the Renaissance period, your name was driven based on what you did. Yeah. The so baker. Car- uh, so yeah. Right. Baker, carpenter, plumber. And so that's, that's pretty much what you ended up becoming. So let's, let's fast forward today. Um, it doesn't matter where you start out as far as those ideas that you were given when you were a child that you began to believe. That's not the issue. And it's not even the point. The point is once you become into your own and you begin to formulate your own ideas, you don't have to stay in that position. You can change, you can pivot. There are different choices. Now you begin to make different decisions based on having better ideas. But when you, when you know to do better, then you can do better. If you don't know to do better, I mean, how can you miss something that you never had? How can you miss something that you've never had? Yeah, right. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So if if you're being observant and you're saying, hey, I, I would like to have this and I would like to have that. I would like to travel. I would like to do these certain things. But then you look at your circumstances and your circumstance begins to dictate your limitations. I'm telling you right now, your thinking is backwards. And that's a bad idea. Because what Wallace Wallows in his book, The Science of Getting Rich, he tries to articulate that we are creators. We create our realities from the inside out. Mm. 
not from the outside in. Kind of sounds like the Matrix, and there's a modern day uh, example that uh, you can take the green, you can take the red pill or the blue pill. You're going to believe what you see, <laughs> or are you going to change uh, and see past what you see? Well, again, in in the beginning, um, that. I, I remember the episode in that movie that you, uh, the, the scene in that movie that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But in in the Matrix two, and again, I didn't mean to get into this, but because you brought that up, it's a good, it's a it's a great point. Um, they were talking to this guy called the Merovingian, mm-hmm. and he was a program. And Morpheus was supposed to be the all seeing, all wise guy that helped Neo to escape, you know, uh, freedom from the Matrix. The limitations Morpheus of what he saw. Something, Right. Yes, exactly. So Morpheus said, um, the Merovingian made a comment, and Morpheus said everything begins with choice. And the Merovingian said, wrong. He said choice is an, is an illusion between people that have power and people without. Ooh, say that again. Because we all think we got, hey, I got a choice. I can do this or not do it here. But it's a false choice. Choice is an illusion between those with power and those without. And the example of that is what he was saying is that um, there was a uh, in the movie. There's a um, uh, there's a character. She was playing um, um, uh, the Oracle. She was the Oracle. The reason she that that developed the program uh, of choice, she introduced the idea of choice to whereas people or the humans would accept the program. Other than that, the crops would die because if they didn't have a choice, they be they were hopeless. And it's just like the same thing with, with human beings. You can have the Bible says faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. But it also again. But when you look at faith, faith is a belief. And hope is, is an expectation. See, once you've accumulated, once you've acquired something, you don't have to hope for it anymore. You already have it. It's already there. And you expect more. You expect you expect more. And then that's what he, that's what the growth process is all about. Uh, in the book of The Science of Getting Rich, there's a chapter on the law of increase where human beings, it's like if you want to run, let's say if you're a runner mm-hmm. and you're running at a certain amount of time, then the next time you want to run faster. I'll give you an example of the four-minute mile. People thought it was impossible to run a four-minute mile oh. until that four-minute mile had been ran for decades, for generations. Right? Couldn't couldn't human beings couldn't run that fast? They made movies the about idea, chariots of fire and the stuff. The idea, and, yeah. right? The idea is that human beings couldn't do it, but once it began, people began. People saw that it was possible. Then it became the norm, just like the hundred-yard dash in ten in ten seconds. People mm-hmm. thought that was impossible. Until pe- until people started to do and it, and once one did uh, it, climbing. everybody did it. That was what exactly. was strange about it. Once you got that out of your head that I can't do it, and you saw somebody do it, then suddenly people who said I can never do it said, not not only believe they could, they did. Once you reject the idea that you can't do it. And see, that's what I want people to understand. We'll we'll, say, we'll have a conversation, Paul. And like like you said, once you got past the, uh, the notion that you couldn't do it, then it became the norm. What I'm saying is, let's be let's articulate what we're talking about. Once you got past the idea, the programming, the conditioning that 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 you placed upon yourself as far as your limits, 
then it became a possibility and then it became a reality. Let it's, me a give process, you, it's a formula. It's a step. Let me give you a reality in my life. I, I grew up in the Midwest. You did not. Uh, so I'll tell you what it's like to grow up in the Midwest for me and for many others who grew there. It's a land of limitations. Um, you're supposed to do what your father did. You're supposed to stay in the same town and marry the girl next door. And if you do, you live a good life. It's not an exciting life, but it's not a scary life. And when you try and step out of that and you say, maybe I'm going to try something different. Maybe I'm going to be something different. Maybe I'm going to go somewhere different. Everybody starts giving you that look like, really? I don't know. Right. You sure? Right. You better be careful. Right. And, there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Paul, there's nothing. If, if that's what you want to do and if that's what you want to be, we're in America. This is the land of the home and the land of the free. You have all these opportunities. Uh, some people, you know, the debate is whether you want to be a capitalist or you whether, whether you want to be a socialist. I'm just glad that whereas we have that choice yeah, in, right. in order to do that. But so many people don't that, choose. That's the freedom. They, they, they simply follow what was laid out for them. They simply follow the narrative they were taught and told. And part of that Absolutely. narrative is what you can do and what you can't do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so if poverty is what you're around and what you see and based on your circumstances and what you're used to, uh, you're going to develop those habits of maintaining that lifestyle. Yeah. And it doesn't matter even once you get money, once you've acquired a certain amount of money and uh, lottery winners have proven this time and time and time again, has nothing to do with the money because the money is nothing more than a medium of change. It's just an idea. It's whatever you think it is. But once you've acquired that me a large that medium of exchange, it has to be managed in order for it to multiply or, or in order for it uh, to produce something tangible. And if it is mismanaged, you will lose it. As just as fast as you got it, you will lose it, mm -hmm. and you will think that there's something wrong with the system of how things are operating when it's actually based on your ideas, meaning that you're, you, may you may have hundreds of thousands of dollars, even have millions of dollars, but on the inside, you're still thinking like a poor person. Yes. You do, have the mindset oh, of a poor and person. We see that all the time. It, it, uh, do we come from a mindset of abundance? Hey, there's plenty of choices. There's plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of money. Or do we come from an abundance of poverty? No, I don't have many choices. I'm limited. He might have choice. She might have choice, but not me. Look where I came from. Look who I am. Look what I know. Look where, Look at all the odds against me. I can't do that. When you come from a mindset of you being a creator, then you don't have to take what anybody else, is, what anybody else has because you can create the same thing, wow. if not more. Wow, that's interesting. You make it yourself. You create the reality. See, people look at the physical world or they look at the, the matter or the reality based on what they see, what they can touch, you know, as far as consciousness. But that is not the real world. That is not the reality. The, anything that you see that you can taste and touch is temporary. All of these things are fading away. These are things that have been manifested from what you thought and what you believe it, it cre you created that, that reality in your mind first, as far as a vision. See the, even the Bible says, if there's no vision, the people will what perish without the vision, 
which is the first step. You have to know what it is that you want. So here's if my you last... don't know what you want, the people will perish. Why? Because at that point, you're double-minded. You're going from, from this to that, from this to that. And what does the Bible say about a double-minded man? A double-minded man is unstable in all of their ways. So that Bible is not a book just based on religion. It's a Bible that's full of principles, whereas if you follow those principles, you get there's a cause and effect relationship of what you're what you're what you're as far as the the intangible and the tangible, the energy and the matter, the cause and the effect, the sowing and the reaping. Sounds like call and response uh, religion to me here. They shout out and everybody's supposed to say amen, but half the time they don't even hear it. How do you, uh, here's my last question of the day, because I know we're going a little long here, but I, this is fascinating to me, because I know you get frustrated. You're frustrated today. You had another guest ready lined up, and you're like, why am I even bringing these people guests if they're not, if they're telling themselves, I can't do that. If they've already told themselves, it's not for me. If they've already limited themselves through their own upbringing and beliefs and experience into doubting that uh, I can't do that, Tyrone can, somebody else can, that guest can, how do you break through that mindset? Is it just banging them on the head, or is there an epiphany, as they say? I'll use a Catholic term. Ta-da! That the light bulb goes on finally, and you get it. Well, how do you get? How do you get past your own head? You start. What you do, Paul, is you 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 find out what these principles are. You you find you 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 have to either be around the right person. You either have to read the right books. You're right. You're you're, you're going to the right workshops or the the, the Zoom, whatever it is. So it starts with and knowledge. You listen to the right show. You listen to your show. Whatever it is, you open your mind and you and you explore new ideas. Right. Well, again, it it starts with wisdom. And when I say wisdom, I'm talking about as far as what to do. You, it, it, wisdom is based on judgment. When, when somebody's making the right decisions, it's like, oh, that was a that was a wise decision. This is a wise person. Why? Because their judgment is sound. Meaning that you can go to this person Nick, and say, I got, I have these issues. I have these problems. How do I solve this problem? And they'll say, okay, well, we'll sit down, my son, or sit down, my daughter, and let's let me explain to you uh, what I've experienced. And so what they'll say is. Wisdom is what to do. Understanding is why you're doing it based on comprehension. And then you got to have knowledge. motivation. You got to have motivation in there to do it, though. I can listen to you tell, preach all day long. I can be around the right people and see that it works for them and learn the system and master the formula. But if I don't put it into practice, it just becomes another idea that falls by the wayside. And that's fine. That's fine because you decided that that's where you want to be. And I, again, I have no problem with that. See, you can give somebody knowledge all day long because the knowledge is how to do it. But if they, again, if they don't know what to do, they don't know why they're doing it. The how doesn't matter. And, and if that's they don't want right to do now. it, I, I, I'll give you another strange analogy. My, I, I'm not. This wasn't something plagued me in my life. My late uncle, who I adored, was an alcoholic. I discovered. And for years, he, you know, screwed up and messed up and everybody tried to cover up. And finally, he, for whatever reason, woke up and said, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I always wondered what made him see the light, 
What made him suddenly decide after many, 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 many people beating him up, losing jobs, horrible things happening, almost losing his family, everything here, somehow uh, something finally gets a hold of you and you say, enough, I'm tired of living this way. You have to, everybody gets to that point where they hit bottom. Yeah. And they, they say, you know, enough's enough. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And once you get to that point, Paul, there's there's no place else to go but up. Yeah. And then you start taking these baby steps, meaning that you're not going to, uh, you know, you're not going to catapult yourself to the, uh, you know, to the stratosphere as far as now you're a multimillionaire and everything. No, you got, you got to, you get to the point where you're managing, you're just managing what you have right now. And then you'll get to the point where you begin to grow what you have been man- managing. Then all of a sudden you get to the point where now you have more than enough. And so now you're, you're managing more than enough. And all of a sudden it begins to, to compound. It begins to grow. And it does, and again, that, that reminds me of another, another Bible verse. It says, for those that have, uh, they will have more. But for people that don't have, even what they have will be taken away from them. Yikes. So that's, that's, that's a principle as far as the more you have, the more you will get, even just based on compounding. But if you whatever you don't have, even what you have will be taken away. Here's an example. Let's say if you're in debt and you, you're working nine to five and you're basically living paycheck to paycheck. But when you get that paycheck, what you're doing is you're giving it back to other wealthy people. Hmm. And the and the interest that they're charging you is compounding. So even though you're paying them, it's still racking up more and more and more and more debt. And these are people that's talking about saving for retirement. They can't even get out of debt, let alone save for retirement. So they're on this treadmill and we're, and we're talking about decades of their life passing away. And then they end up with nothing. And they, they again, blame the system as far as, wow, you know, uh, I live my whole life and I look back and I have nothing to show for, but guess what they model to their kids and to their grandkids. Same thing. Generation after generation. Well, so we're not going to finish this topic today, Paul. This is an ongoing ongoing discussion. You got to keep banging away people until they finally, the message gets through. If they want to reach you and learn more about the message, because I'll tell you what strikes me is I, I, I've been fascinated with the, my uncle went into AA finally became a a very big advocate of, of it. And the thing, the two steps, I don't know all the program in AA, but I know the first step is to admit you got a problem. And that's hard for most people. And then the second problem is, I need help. Can't do it myself. If they need help, how do they reach you? All they have to do is text Tyrone, pick up your phone, and text Tyrone, T-Y-R-O-N-E, to 36260. Text Tyrone to 36260. And you're going to have my mobile app in your in your hand. It's not going to take up any space on your phone but you're going to be connected to somebody that is ready, willing, and able to help you to close the wealth gap in your life. Kind of like the sponsors you find in AA that, uh, that help you get on the path and somebody to follow here. I'm fascinated Absolutely. by all this stuff. Who knew that the Bible had financial wisdom in it here? I, I've, I, I never thought of it as a, as a, uh, I thought of it as a religious principles, spiritual principles, moral principles, 
I never think of it. You make so much sense that it's a, it's a, it's, just, it's incredible. You know, the Bible mentions uh, the term Christian uh, three times. <laughs> it mentions, it mentions wealth more times than it mentions love, but it talks about, think about this though, but it talks about money and wealth as being a defense. It's not your, you don't make money and you don't make wealth. your God. No, but it's a tool. It's a tool for raising up the kingdom and the kingdom of heaven is about a kingdom of, of doers. That's why faith without works is dead. Wow. All right. Well, then that means people have got to do something today. They got to be doers. Give them that uh, number again. How do they text you right now to do something? I want you to text Tyrone at two, three, uh, three, six, two, six, zero. Again, text Tyrone at three, six, two, six, zero. And with that, we invite you to come back again as we continue to show you how to close the wealth gap in your own life. That's our show for this week, Closing the Wealth Gap, the one show, the only show that shows you how to take control of your financial future. Right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.